Welcome back to Nachiyomi. Today we're going to be um, charging through Perek Test, the ninth chapter of Sefer Shoftim. This is going to be one of the saddest prokim we're going to have read in Nach up till this point. This is really one of the, as, as, done, as Shoftim is degenerating, this is really on the way downwards. So we left, uh, we left off where Gidon has had 70 sons, one son from a Pelegash, whose name is Avimelech, and um, he, he dies. And now, you know, usually when you leave that amount of power to so many people, that doesn't always work out. So, in fact, that's what happens. Avimelech, the son of the Pelegash, of the concubine in Shechem, turns to all the people in Shechem and he says, Look, why would you want to have a democrat- democratic leadership? Why would you want to have 70 kids leading you? Why don't you have one person leading you? And they were, they were swayed by his oratory skills. And they said, Yeah, yeah, you no know worry. And they funded his program and he started renting, you know, low lives. And he takes his low lives and he goes up to Ofra, which is where uh, his, um, his half-brothers are, and he goes and kills all 70 of them on one stone. And the only one who escapes is, is a brother called Yotam, which of course relates to the word Yatom, which means orphan. Nonetheless, he's the only one who escapes the wrath of, of um, Avimelech. In the meantime, the, all the Balei Shechem, all these people from Shechem, who obviously are the kinsmen of Avimelech, because the Pelegish is from the city of Shechem, of course it's not lost on us that Shechem is the place where the tribes always diverge, where Yosef was sold, where Dina was raped, where the future kingdom of Rechavah Yerobam is split. There's a lot of splitting going on in Shechem, but it's also the brethren of Avimelech, and they, they now make him as the local king. Now, clearly, it doesn't seem like it's a king over all of Israel, but certainly over this mainstay area over here, it sounds like they're making Avimelech the king. This is the first person to rule in the place of his father after him in Tanakh, which is also a very important statement. Um, at this point in time, Yotam, who is now the surviving real, uh, legitimate son of, um, of, of Gidon, gets up on a far-standing hill and he screams out the following message to the Balei Shechem. And he says, look, um, the, the, the wood, the trees wanted to find a king. So they went to the olive tree and they said, you should be our king. And the, and, and the olive tree says, no, I'm too, I'm too busy with, uh, with producing my, uh, my beauty for people. I don't have time to rule. Then, they, then the trees went to, the, um, to the, the, fig, the fig tree and they said, you should be our, uh, um, our ruler. And the fig tree says, no, I'm, I'm, I'm too busy producing my beautiful and delicious harvest to, to spend time ruling. And then the trees went to the, the vine and said, you should be our, our, uh, our ruler. And the, and the vine says, no, I'm too busy producing wine, which helps out, um, which makes people merry. So finally, the trees all went together to the thorn bush and said, you should be our king. And the, the thorn bush said, if you really want me to be your king, then yes, I will be. You can, you can enjoy my shade. And if not, a fire will leave me and destroy even the great cedars of Lebanon. Very strange marshal. And then he explains himself and he says, if you really wanted Avimelech truly, people of Shechem, then yes, he'll be your king. But if not, a fire will leave him and consume you and will consume him too. And he ran and, and fled into exile. Um, that was the, the speech, uh, speech of Yotam. Just quickly, just to figure out, there's like a lot of... Um, Metaphors that he's using over here, the Mephoshim struggle with who he's talking about. Rashi says that the olive, the, the olive fig and vine might be referring to the first three well-guarded Shoftim, Osniel, Devorah, and Gidon, who we talked about. And now the thorn bush, of course, is, is Avimelech, who's going to create a self-destructive process to the people he's leading. That's maybe the message he's saying. The Malbim says it's something more like, that. it sounds like the other leaders might be a, leader, a spiritual leader, a physical leader, or a, um, a, wise, a wise and sweet leader. And he sort of characterizes different types of leaders that... Um, that, who seem to be too concerned about their own lifestyle 
more than actually leading the people. So that's the kind of picture we're getting over here. Nonetheless, it's very clear that, that Avimelech is clearly the thorn bush is going to be a self-destructive process over here. It is, of course, interesting to us that Avimelech, that Avimelech is following suit to a certain, like, you know, echo of Gidon. Gidon is the one who used the thorn bush to rake the skins of the people of Sukkot in last last chapter. So there is an interesting throwback to over here how Avimelech is sort of taking the worst aspect of who Gidon was, and that's who he's been characterized as. Okay, we move on. So what happens is, in the meantime, Avimelech keeps his power, and he's, he's in his uh, reigns for three years and then what happens is that, the, that the, the, a rift does occur between him and the people and the narrator tells us it's in order to fulfill Hashem's word for the revenge for what he did for his, to, to his half-brothers. So they start, they start the, these people start um, producing anarchy, they start setting up highway robbery on the roads, uh, probably something which um, Avimelech himself encouraged at the beginning in order to create his rebellion, so those people sort of rebel against him. So it's into this mess that uh, a fellow called Gal ben Eved um, and his brothers comes to the people of Shechem and, and he says, Guys, why, why are you so interested in, uh, in serving Avimelech? Like, who's Avimelech to, to rule us? And they say, and they all say, down and drink and they say yeah they curse Avimelech and they say yeah we're gonna we're gonna listen to you so they kind of switch their allegiances very very fast they they, they sort of go under the banner of of Gal but in the meantime Zavul who seems to be the, this this fellow who's the general of the city of Shechem says to Gal, Gal, Gal that's not the way the right thing to do um, you you can't you you can't do that. So he sends off secret messages to uh, Avimelech, who's in a nearby city called Sarma, and he says to Avimelech, um, that I'm going to I'm going to lure Gal, who's leading the rebellion against you, out of the city, and you should be ready for him in the field to, to take him. Um, so th that's exactly what happens, and the, um, um, he lures them out and tells Avimelech, Avimelech is way li lying in wait in the field with four different legions around them. It's early morning, and then Gal looks out, and uh, and Zvul says, "Go, go, go out into the field." And Gal, uh, and Gal says, "Hmm." He says, "Are those the woods approaching? Do I see something approaching?" And he says, "No, no, no, no. It's don't, don't worry about it. It's it's this. It's the it's the hills you're seeing." And Gal says, mm, "You know that doesn't. It seems like something's coming up from the in that direction." And then Gal, uh, Zvul turns to him and says, "Yes. Did you did you rebel against Avimelech? Well, now you're going to face him." And there's a war which ensues at the gate of the city. Gal is chased. Many many many, many people are killed, and Avimelech um, takes possession of the outside area of the city. And the conquest continues, and the next day he lays siege to Shechem and all the people who are fighting against him. Avimelech. Um, divides his, his war into three into three se separate groups, like he did in the times of um, of uh, um, of his father, like Gidon dividing the people into three into three heads, and he takes the city down and destroys it, and um, and and uh, kills every everybody and salts the city, so he completely destroys the bastion of rebellion, which was actually his bastion of of, of uh, power at the beginning. Um, at this point in time, everybody retreats into an area called an area called Migdal Shechem. The 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 it's the Tower of Shechem, and what Avimelech does is he cuts down a huge piece of tree, and he grabs it on his shoulders, and he says to everybody, "Do exactly what I'm doing." Sounds like a, a echo of what his father used to say, "As I do, you do." And he puts the, he puts these pieces of wood around the, the the tower, and he and he lights them up and burns everybody in the tower, killing over a thousand people who are. Uh, men, women, and children who are locked in the tower, destroying the last bastion of the city. Then Avimelech goes on, and he approaches the city called Tevet, so he's trying to you know, conquer it, and he conquers the city, and they also had a stronghold of a tower there, and he does the same sort of methodology, starts trying to get, get the, the, the tower burnt, but while this is happening, there's a woman who's in the top, you know, the top of the tower,
tower and she drops a uh, a stone um, a uh, um, onto um, down the tower and it hits him on the skull, crushing him. Um, and as he's dying, he turns to his uh, one of his lads and says to him, "Kill me," so that people wouldn't show, shouldn't say I was killed um, by a woman in battle. And he dies. And as he dies, um, he re- he returns to their place, and um, and the curse of Yotam comes because of course here is you know. Here is the fire which leaves the Baalei Shechem, which hurts Avimelech, and vice versa. He hurts them back. There's burning on both directions, like the fire that he was burning their towers, and he ultimately dies in the midst of this very, very sad area. Just a few things just to uh, to notice quickly as we're looking at this parak. Of course, you know, where did Shakespeare get the quote in Macbeth from Mac- Macbeth? Shall never vanquished be until great Burnham would to hide um, uh, Dunsinane Hill shall come against him and the approaching woods of Burnham approaching. This is obviously clearly out of this chapter in Tanakh about the approaching woods and and not seeing or misseeing what's approaching the the lying trap um, is 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 clearly from here. But uh, um, on a deeper level. Um, there is a lot of interesting things over here. First of all, you see this volatility of the people. The people don't have any sense of loyalty to to Avimelech. You know, they sway towards him, they sway away from him in the in just the same just the same way. We see a lot of echoes of Avimelech's in Avimelech here of what Gilon used to say, but in negative ways. So the three heads of his army, but now they're doing it to destroy and kill Jews. Gidon killed Jews for the sake of his own of 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 we'll call it national interests. Here Gidon's killing Jews, not necessarily for national interests, because but because of personal interests. Which is where this is go where this is going awry. We see the notion that Gidon actually destroyed the tower of Penuel and killed the people because of a national interest. Here Gidon is destroying towers and killing people and burning people for a personal interest, for his personal power rather than the national interest of the of the king. This is himself um, this is his self uh, self survival, um, which is which is continuing to be over here. Um, and this brings about the final curse. It is also interesting that in a real big, call it a bigger perspective over here, he kills, as Tanakh tells us, his 70 half-brothers on one stone. And of course, it is the stone which crushes his skull as he dies. As Mishle says in Perakhov Vov, Kore Shachas Boyupol, very famously we know, a person who digs a, pole shall f- a pit shall fall in it. The second half of the Pasuk is less known, which is Vagodel Even Elov Tashuv. A person who rolls a stone, the stone will roll back to them. And that's really referring to what happened over here. You want to kill people on a stone, the stone will roll back onto you. And this ends um, the, the story of Avimelech, the ill-fated Avimelech. It is interesting to note that nobody comes out now and crowns Yotam. Nobody continues the line. The, the, we'll call it the experiment or the monarchy has ended for the time being and now we return to Shoftim. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.